Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Devian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Good afternoon, good morning, and good night to wherever you are listening to us live today. Today, we have David Wagstaff. He is owner of ePrins.com. If you want to contact him, you can contact him at dwagstaff at ePrins.com. How are you doing today, David? And I'm doing amazing, DJ. Thank you for having me on here. Hey, I appreciate you coming. So, the way that we're going to kind of ease our way into this is understanding what and who you are. So can you just give me a little bit about yourself? All righty. So I am a passionate entrepreneur. I, I just love so much space. It's developing the right strategies and the right tactics to make things happen in the world. That's a little bit about me. I'm also a social entrepreneur. I believe in making a difference in the world we live in. And I think entrepreneurship is an extraordinary way to do that. I am also a son, a brother, a cousin, you know, uh, an uncle, so on and so forth. And uh, I was a foster parent for a period of time as well. That's a little bit about me. Wow. You have done it all. I see you have done it all. So where, like uh, the name of the show, if you didn't know, and for those that are listening, I'm pretty sure you've heard already, is the Peak Performance Greatness Show. So I need to know, and I'm pretty sure everybody else is curious, how and what makes you such a peak performer in what you do? So I'll start by saying a lot of good fortune is what enables me to do what I do. So we have a community of entrepreneurs. It's grown to 92,000 members. but that isn't like, I can't take credit for that, right? That's a lot of good fortune. I found LinkedIn a number of years ago. I saw the power of LinkedIn. And so I set up a group to help entrepreneurs succeed. And I did do some specific strategies to help grow it, which is looking at, you know, how do we reach out to influencers? Influencers found us, and then they started following us. And then other people saw they followed us. And that grew us to, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 members. And then a couple of years ago, we decided to specifically build a community for entrepreneurs. This might be going a little further than you were looking for, but that's basically how we got to have a community of 92,000 members. And I've got a great team of people that help support entrepreneurs through mentorship and through programs, actually. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> and programs a little bit like this, where we do webinars where people can speak to our audience of, of entrepreneurs and whatnot. And uh, we have networking groups. So it's really a combination of the community themselves generating. We grew by 30,000 members last year, which I, it still just blows me away. It's just like an extraordinary number. So. So what made you de want to develop this? Like, where did it come from? Is it just the, the want of community and just making sure you connect people? Or one day you were just like, 
you know, hmm, this is what I want to do. Or like, where, where did this baby, you know, start to develop and grow and where was it birthed? Thanks. It, it birthed when I was about knee high, you know, down here. Oh. I was, uh, I, you know, I just found business funds. I set up my first lemonade stand, right? You know, it's the classic traditional American lemonade stand. And once again, good fortune plays a role in almost everything, I think, in business. So, you know, I can't take full credit for having a good lemonade stand, but <laughs> I lived on, when I grew up, initially we were on a dirt road on one side and a two-sided, two-road, two-lane road, sorry, on the other. But by the time I was ready to sell lemonade, you know, six, seven years old, we had a four-lane road in front of us and a two-lane paved road beside us. And so my lemonade stand did really, really well because it was a really busy road. So I had the good fortune of doing that. So that started my passion for entrepreneurship. And I realized that a lot of things weren't in my control. I didn't decide the road size or whatever. And then later in junior high, I started another business that, again, fortune kind of smiled. And uh, uh, we lived with a family from India. And the guy worked at 7-Eleven and he had too much candy uh, that had been damaged or dinged, you know, maybe getting towards the end of the expiration date. And so he brought home these like, I don't know, you know, two foot by two foot boxes, probably even bigger than that as a kid. It felt like it was as big as I was. And he said, can you help us get rid of this stuff? So I gave it to school, right? I brought it to school and said, hey, would you like some candy? And so all of a sudden, all the kids in school knew David's got candy, you know, <laughs> And so I ended up developing without, you know, fully realizing all the business principles, a thriving business because I was giving away services effectively candy. So then all the kids kept coming to me and I went through crates of candy they were, they were giving away. And so then I was able to go to the grocery store and say, you know, I can buy about a hundred, a hundred, not a hundred boxes, but about a hundred pieces of candy a day. Can I negotiate a price with you? And they negotiated with me. So here I am a little scrappy, you know, little, you know, eight, 10 year old kid negotiating with a grocery store chain to get a discount on candy. So that started my journey. So, and that, you know, ever since I've kind of had a passion for entrepreneurship. Hey. I'm not going to lie. I used to sell candy in high school myself. So I understand <laughs> that uh, motivation. So I, very I, few people do that. So it's a great, it's a great business. Since you mentioned, I'm going to go a little further. It's actually junior high. So I guess I was older than eight or 10, but I learned another business lesson in that. So I, I had this really, really thriving business as I described, you know, the principal shut me down. That's the government shutting me down. <laughs> They thought I was stealing it. I was not stealing this candy. You know, I first, you know, again, got it for free because they were giving it to me. And then I negotiated through the stores. But they they told me they, were, I was, they thought I was stealing it. And they told my parents I was stealing it. Now, my parents knew the, the backstory, but they didn't know how I was getting all this other candy and undercutting the other kids' prices because I was getting a better price because of my volume. So that's the government, you know, getting involved in stuff. I do believe government has good purpose. I'm not anti-government, but uh, it's kind of, you know, that metaphor for in the business world, you have to be aware that some things are outside of your control in the positive and some negative. All right. So now I, I just need you to break it down. What is ePrints? So ePrints is a community of entrepreneurs. I'll first say where we're aiming is to make a meaningful difference to 100,000 entrepreneurs by May 2024. When we say meaningful difference, we want to transform the journey to success of 100,000 entrepreneurs. That was five years from when we started. 
we're now, you know, a year and a half into it. So we have to move faster. We are going to reach the 100,000, no problem. We're at 92,000 members in our LinkedIn group, but making a meaningful difference is a much bigger hurdle. What we mean by that is someone in the community is acknowledging someone else in the community through their actions, help them to succeed, help them to get through some business hurdle, help them to grow faster, help to answer a question that was important to them in their business journey. So how do we do all this stuff, which was really your core question? We offer mentorship on our platform. Oh, I do have to say one other thing first. So we are a public benefits corporation. Hmm. A lot of people that's new to them, they don't know what it is. So there's for-profit on one hand, and there's nonprofit on the other hand that you think of in business. Hmm. We're a public benefits corporation, which means we have social purpose as well as profit intention. So we are balancing purpose and profit. And it's not just lip service. We have to you know, deliver real social value or else we aren't living up to our charter as an organization. So it's a unique charter type. It's actually not fully recognized in Michigan where you and I are today, mm-hmm. but it is in Delaware where we chartered and it is in 32 states. So in Michigan, we're just a C-Corp effectively, traditional business structure. But so we're on this mission to make a difference for people, whether or not they can afford services, uh, whether or not they are in the U.S., whether they're in India or Nigeria or Australia or Canada, no matter where they sit in the world, no matter their skin color, no matter their sexual orientation, no matter their gender identity, we want to help people to succeed. And especially in other places in the world, but it's true in the U.S. too, you know, gender can play a huge role in someone's ability to succeed in the world. And, you know, in the U.S., there's still definitely issues there. We can look at race issues. Again, we could get really political on this. But, you know, there's issues in each of these domains. And so we're on a mission to make a difference. So that's what we are fundamentally. The way we do it is through mentorship. And then we also give people a platform to grow their business. We have free sessions like uh, global meetups or networking sessions each week a couple times. And then we also have paid for services where we allow people to present to an audience, much like you're doing today, uh, where they present to an audience of entrepreneurs that are kind of like their ideal prospects, but they're not presenting as an advertisement because nobody would want to show up. They're mm-hmm. presenting real valuable content, right? So an attorney can talk about how to exit plan. Uh, an HR person to talk about how do you develop leadership skills in your community. So these are the types of things where we're presenting entrepreneurs, where they're providing good value to our members. So the members are winning. The person presenting is winning because they're building their brand and their reputation. And we're winning by default because if our members are winning and the presenters winning, then we win naturally. Okay. So what do you do to make sure that you're prepared to do all of this, to reach the pinnacle of your performance to greatness, because it sounds like you have a lot on your plate. And with so much, like what type of routines have you created? What type of things have you put in place so you can make sure that you are effective and you can accomplish what needs to be done each and every day? So I think the most important thing as an entrepreneur is surround yourself with amazing people. So I feel really, really fortunate We have an amazing team. Uh, I think of uh, 
you know, one of the people on our marketing team that does amazing videos and graphics and posters. And she's just really just amazing and thoughtful. And uh, we have another guy that's kind of my co-founder on this effort, developing the website so that it looks amazing. So, you know, I could say Sam and Armella as naming, so they don't seem like just uh, mysteries out there. But you know, I think that's part of it is developing a really good team. And that's a significant part of my role, as I see it, is finding the right team members, bringing them together, helping to train and develop folks over time. And that's probably the most important job that I do overall. So I just want a, a peek in the life of David. And I, and I understand a lot of people, you know, they just believe that you just woke up one morning and it just fell into your lap. And that's just kind of the way things work sometimes with people see. But I want to know your journey from starting off. What was your difficulties that you had to overcome? What was something that, you know, really was hard and pressing pushing through to make ePrint? So if we're talking specifically e-prints, so we still have challenges, right? You know, we're only about 18 months old. And so today we were meeting as a team and looking at how do we make sure we're communicating services in a way where it makes sense to members, right? How do we make sure we engage the community? We're in a really fortunate position of having this large community with, you know, a thousand plus people joining every month. But how do we make sure they're seeing value? And how do we make sure we know what it is that they're looking for? That's kind of one of the challenges that we face. And that's a hurdle we had to overcome and are still overcoming. I think part of the fun of entrepreneurship and also the challenge is, is that you have to solve a new challenge, right? You have to figure out how to do something well. In a big company, all the processes are all set in place. And, you know, it's just everything is routine. In a small business, you don't always know those answers. You have to figure it out. You have to try, make errors, keep trying. You have to kind of keep learning and innovating all the way along. And we're still on that journey. And hopefully we're always learning and getting better. You know, I don't want it to end where it's like, hey, you know, this is it. This is the only thing we're doing. And that's the only thing we'll ever do. And, you know, there's nothing to learn, nothing to be gained, nothing to kind of grow from. So we're always growing, always learning, and always trying to get better. Room for growth. Room for growth. I love it. I love it. So um, I just want to know, like, in your since you're such a young company, how has your journey of success has been, especially dealing with COVID? How have you guys like tackled this monster that has, you know, annihilated a lot of people or maybe have, you know, helped grown a lot of things? Like, what has it done for you dealing with what has happened in our past and is currently going on today? Yeah, so first, COVID, I do think, has been devastating societally. It's been really, really challenging, you know, for people just dealing with the separation. You know, I think about my aunts who are, you know, in their 80s and 90s and having to isolate at times because they've been exposed to COVID. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of challenge. Now, that's not to the business side. But what I don't want to do is gloss over the impact to people because it's a very real and challenging impact. For our particular business, it was an accelerator. And so we were in about six months old when we started, you know, hearing about COVID and starting getting concerned. 
uh, by last February, we were beginning to take actions on what could we do. So we started alerting our larger community. Hey, this thing looks for real, folks. You know, you really got to take some steps to be precautious. And you've got to think about from a leader perspective, how do you lead your organizations? So we started trying to get ahead of the game early. By February, March, we were definitely communicating with our community. Uh, so those were things we did. Those probably helped us to grow. So we grew by 30,000 members last year, which I think I mentioned earlier. We weren't expecting that. When Sam and I started this 18 months ago, we thought maybe we'd grow by 10,000 members last year. Yeah, that was kind of our aspiration. But instead, we grew three times that size. You know, Really rapid growth is, is an awesome thing, but it's also a challenge if you aren't ready for it. So we had a lot of systems and things in place that weren't fully refined and ready for scale. So we made mistakes on emails. You know, you're asking about challenges we had to get through. We would send the wrong email or we wouldn't send an email, you know, to remind you about an event that you had registered for. You know, just basic stuff were challenges. So while COVID overall was net positive for our business, it did create challenges on just how do we grow so fast? The other thing that's relevant, I'd say, is most of our members, the 92,000 plus members, are not local business owners. They're not restaurants for the most part. They're not hotels. They're not airlines because they wouldn't be entrepreneurial generally. And so our members tended to do pretty well throughout the year. It's not 100% true. Definitely some businesses were devastated. But many of our members were doing well as our business was growing because their business was looking at things in a different way and they could do services online. And so HR companies grew because now all of a sudden all their customers had challenges around HR and needed more people to support them. And so many of our members thought of things different ways. I think of another member that uh, runs an ed tech company in Brazil. He's got a really successful multi-million dollar business. They, they ended up having their strategic plan for five-year planning. They Once they realized what was happening with COVID, they said, we have to do this in two weeks. Forget about five years. We have to transform so that we're digital and online right away. So they took advantage of a negative situation and turned it positive. And so that's kind of an example of how it is in our community and for us. Wow. Well, I appreciate your time, David. And that is very insightful because I didn't even know that, <laughs> that people were, you know, having their head down and making sure they did what they needed to do. And I appreciate your time making sure that everyone does know if you want to make sure that you are seen as an entrepreneur and connecting with great networking, you can find David at dwagstaff at eprins.com or check out the website and see what he has going on at eprins.com. Thank you, David. Thank you very much, TJ. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Fitness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or intrapreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program and don't forget to include the hashtag PeakPerformanceGreatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, 
go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.